ghoulish greetings, you gay, gory groupies. So alliterative. <laughs> I could I could barely say it slow. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Jen Wittick, we we modified your salutation. <laughs> We're going to do it differently. Every day. We're just F- going to go don't hold me to that because it was enough. I I basically <laughs> lost half my brain power just trying to come up with that. <laughs> I was like, garlic, garlic, jerk, oh no. What is it for? Fucking shit's crazy. Yeah, Moira. Yeah, what does she do? <laughs> Bert Flergendinger. Yeah. What? The, the fruit wine. Oh, the, the fruit wine. Yeah, yeah, the flute no. line. <laughs> <laughs> Bert Bacharach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, kids. This is another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky drag queen, spooky sister, Sam Baxter. And and, and I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. You know, you're not required to do it that way. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> yeah. and, and this is my, my spooky, spooky gay, gay family. Jumping in, we're making it happen. <laughs> it is episode number three hundred and twenty-seven thousand four hundred and sixty-two. It's episode like thirty-seven. I, <laughs> I have no idea. I, it feels like episode three thousand because we've been recording this for like basically a year. We started recording yeah. well before we ever put anything out last year. Yeah. Um, and so you guys, it, let us know when you're sick and tired of the back. Behind the scenes stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes stuff that frequently happens in front of the scene. In front of the scene. We basically don't have a proscenium. Yeah, no. We, we don't. just do everything right in front of you. And a proscenium, for those of you who are wondering, is not the area between <laughs> the front and the back, so to speak. Between the anus and the pro anus. <laughs> yeah. It's that we're separating the professionals yeah. from the newbies. <laughs> uh Yes, so welcome to another episode <laughs> of My Spooky Gay Family. Have we have a very special guest tonight. We have the amazing, the wonderful, the talented, the dyslexic. Thank you. <laughs> Bob! Yay! It's Bob. It's another Bobcast. It is. Which Bobcast is? This has got to be like three or four, right? I think this I don't is even know. I've lost four, count. including the minisode. Including the, the including, minisode. Well, yeah. I was... Oh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. We had you on one near the beginning. Yeah. We had a you on at the beginning. There was it. There was the one about my own personal experience in the house. I was on the entire sibling one, the mini so. Oh, that's right, the siblings one. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I'm us. thinking it's okay, more so because I we also recorded that one episode seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the audio we had kept some technical up. issues. You guys got an oldie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is your like three hundredth podcast. Yeah. Right? yeah. I'm a pro now. Old, you're an old hand now. Yeah, that sounds dirty. It really oh. shouldn't. It's a nautical <laughs> term. <laughs> I've never heard that term before. Really, an old hand, like a deck yeah. hand. Oh, it's like a deck hand. Yeah, not like a, I thought just like like one a human old hand. hand. <laughs> like, no, like, <laughs> like the opposite of Meryl Streep and Death Becomes Her. Yes. <laughs> Check okay. Um, <laughs> So we are going to be having a little conversation today about uh, a movie that is quite famous, quite popular. Uh, It is an 80s horror film, right? The first one came out in the early 80s, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know what year? I want to say it was 81 or 82. Oh. But I'm not sure off the top of my head. That was long before I got here. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like, don't do this again. Don't bring it up again. (laughs) Every fucking episode. Every single one. I will always be here to remind you how old you are, Sam, and that your biological clock is ticking like this. <laughs> My biological <laughs> clock broke like three years Aww. ago. <laughs> You're like Shmi. It's on snooze. It's oh. Uh, yes, we are talking about one of our very favorite famous horror movies. It is Nightmare. 1984. On- 
84? Yes. Oh, so it's only a year <laughs> older than you. Yes. You love to just like interject <laughs> matter, no matter what is happening around Favorite you. scary movie, 1984. I don't even <laughs> <laughs> well, 1984 is a very scary it movie. It is a very scary movie. Um, <laughs> the movie is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. <laughs> the movie is, ni- it came out in 1984. <laughs> Siri, be quiet. You <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> you don't respect me? I don't respect you. <laughs> And meanwhile, my phone is like, what? I'm like, not you. (laughs) (laughs) We are. We are going to talk about Wes Craven's uh, legendary horror film, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. I'm very excited. I am, too. I've been looking forward to talking about Freddy. Me, too, because we haven't talked a lot about him. We've kind of skirted the subject a number (laughs) of times, but never... We never really did a deep dive. Which is usually what you'd expect from Nightmare 2. Yes. <laughs> skirting. Skirting. Anything. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I make these jokes and I say these things. And uh, meanwhile, a documentary like just came out about the horrible homophobia that that actor faced. Yes, it's called after Scream Queen. Yeah, Scream Queen. And it's I've heard it's a very good documentary. And I'm still like making these awful, terrible jokes at his expense. I'm like, I feel terrible. I'm like a horrible, horrible person. I feel like it's more at the movie's expense than at his expense. Yeah. And what's funny is like, not we should not be even talking about this because we will eventually do an episode on Nightmare 2. But Full disclosure, one of the reasons we're doing this episode is so we can do So Nightmare that we 2. can get to Nightmare 2. I refuse 2. to do a sequel before the original. We're going to break with every tradition we've set on yeah. this damn podcast. Uh, yeah, it is. it was famously, like, they knew they were making kind of a gay movie as they made it. Like, it was not lost Nightmare on them. 2, not Nightmare Nightmare 2. Nightmare 1 was also gay, but only because of Johnny Depp. <laughs> Does that in make a crop top? Good? He was in okay. a crop top. Okay, I. You're very passionate. I about don't. This. <laughs> I'm sure that many gay men in the <laughs> '80s were too. <laughs> yes. So today we are talking about Wes Craven's Nightmare Before. Oh God. Nope. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm gonna have a day off and no, weeks. but I would pay good money to see Robert Englund sing this is Halloween. <laughs> this is Halloween. <laughs> I don't do a good Freddy impression. It's hard to do a good Freddy impression, particularly like the early Freddy stuff. Especially if you're playing Freddy in the new remake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he wasn't trying to do a Freddy impression. Was he was just doing his Rorschach voice again. His Rorschach voice. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Bob, you've seen Nightmare before, right? Yes, but it's been a while. It's. All, I um, mean, I will admit it's been a while for me, too. I haven't watched it. In probably any kind of recent past, I think I watched it in like October or November. I usually watched did you? It, I, I usually watched it around Halloween. It's one of my favorite ones. I mean, I do love the movie. It's not one of my staple Halloween movies. And mm. I don't know why. I don't know why it doesn't. I mean, it's like... not really especially Halloween themed, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't. I agree. It doesn't feel so much like a Halloween movie. Yeah, it's a it's a scary movie, yeah. but it's not necessarily. I mean, but it's like a it's it's like a you know in May. When you're jonesing for a scary movie. Like, for some reason, it feels like a spring horror movie to me. I'm not really sure why. Spring is here. Freddy is an autumn, but yeah. that's not neither here nor there. I'm more of an autumn. Shut up, Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> he does like those yeah. fiery colors. Well, he doesn't like all. fire that much. <laughs> we wouldn't have a series if Freddy liked fire. I know. <clears throat> Poor Freddy. Or for that matter, if fire liked Freddy. Well, that's true. Although, I mean, he... Was it ever stated in the original movie that he was supposed to have been a pedophile? It's, I don't remember the exact text of sort of the speech that Nancy's mom gives her when she shows her the finger knives, mm-hmm. but I, I do think it's at a bare minimum heavily implied that that's why they killed him. I, I would, yeah, I imagine that in the 80s it was probably <clears throat> a bit more taboo to talk like, about things like that. It might not have been explicit, but it was definitely the gist you were supposed to get from that talk was that he was he was a pedo yeah i mean it, it's it's also pretty. by his actions and behavior <laughs> his actions and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also by everything freddie does in this film right also yeah. by just his fucking pedophile face <laughs> i'm your boyfriend now nancy the tongue comes out of the phone <laughs> heather langenkamp just looks like she- what did you say? He turned into Shakira. Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's a Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 I'm going to 
get so much. Doing like a Xena Warrior Princess thing, is, <laughs> which I will not attempt to replicate <laughs> at all. I can't do it. My voice okay. isn't high enough. No, sorry. Oh, Xena, another mm. gay icon. There's Freddy. There's Xena. How many gay icons can we talk about in this in this episode? <laughs> Having a moment. Thinking about Xena. Bring it back. Back. What was the was it Gabrielle? Yes, Zena and, Ga- and Gabrielle. God, that's been a minute too, hasn't it? Mm. Lucy Lawless. Yes, it has. Uh, anyway, still, still hot. Lucy Lawless is still hot. I haven't seen her recently. She was in Spartacus. Yes, but more recently than that. Agador. There's no. <laughs> Agador Spartacus. Agador Spartacus. I mean, Agador, Zena Spartacus. Did look like a top, but I don't know if she would go right quite that far. No, but um, no. Uh, current pictures of just Lucy Lawless out of costume or makeup or anything. She is. She is still a very attractive woman. I would just like to say. I'm sure she she was a very attractive woman in the 90s. Yes. Uh. Anyways, back to Freddie. <laughs> Freddie uh is definitely. I would say a favorite in our household simply because he is legendary. He is probably the funniest. Yeah, he's the only stand-up yeah, comedian, stand-up comedian slasher. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a fan of uh, Nightmare Bob? I am, but I was saying to Sam before, even like when I found out what we were recording, I was like, oh God, my brain always goes to Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> so I was like, well, because that was the that was the Freddy movie that came out. When we were like teenagers, and yeah. we could, yeah. we could, we were old enough to like go and see it in the movies. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's Kelly Rowland's Oscar-winning performance, <laughs> <laughs> so. which she calls Freddie a faggot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently she did she, impro- she improvised yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kelly. <laughs> uh, she's like shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I sent it on film. Never say anything on no. film that you could regret later. Also the film that dumped Kane Hodder from the Friday the 13th series, and I'm still mad about it at the end. Okay. Who played Jason in... Um, uh, I think it was Ken Kersinger. What? Sorry, I don't know why that was funny That's to his me. Name. It <laughs> sounds like Judy Jurgenster. It does a little bit. <laughs> you should talk, uh, Judy, Judy Jurgenster. Oh, now I miss Carrie Fisher again. <laughs> Also, we're back to Scream. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we we mentioned Scream at least once in epi- every like, episode. But that should to be a drinking fair, game. I know. It's we, like we, should, we forget to. If do you're Dr. listening Loomis, to this in the car, we're playing the drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be fair, Wes Craven is the director of both. Yes. Yes. Um, why do you think that Nightmare is so scary to people? I mean, personally, I think it's just, it's such a terrifying premise. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the premise is horrifying. The idea that, like, everybody has bad dreams. And Mm -hmm. as someone who has, frankly, more than, more than average, like, the idea that your bad dreams could actually hurt you Mm. is terrifying because we, we have no control when we're asleep. You know, it's, it's, and it's also, it's this world that Freddy can manipulate that you can't. Like, he has... You're working in the bounds of his imagination. Yeah, like mm. like you have virtually no assets and he has every advantage. So like It's like the ocean. Yeah, it's like it's like going up against Jason if you're in a, if you're in a box. You know? Honestly, like, it's yeah. it's like that's why I'm afraid of like sharks because it's like I can't breathe underwater. Yeah. I can't swim very fast. Yeah. I don't have giant teeth. Like they've got every advantage. I can't smell blood from a mile away. I know. <laughs> Bob, what is it about Nightmare that scares you? Well, I mean, to kind of just go on what you said, I mean, sleeping is like my favorite hobby. So <laughs> He's ruining your hobby. Yeah, so like, basically, I'm like, this bitch. <laughs> like, I would like to be able to go to bed and not be in like Freddy's domain. That would be great. Yeah. So it's terrifying. Yeah, I get that. I also think that Freddy plays on another fear, at least of like, of, of someone like me, which is that it's very like, imaginative killing Mm -hmm. and I have a very like active imagination so where most people would say oh I'm not scared of the dark because I know there aren't monsters it's like someone like me I'm like well I'm I, I know realistically that there are not monsters but that doesn't make the thought of them being in the dark any less scary yeah the what if never really goes away yeah exactly so to me it's like you still do your run jump to the bed, don't you? Everybody does. <laughs> you do. No, because I would probably break something. <laughs> One time I No, was... you just collide with Loki in midair. <laughs> that is exactly he would be like, we're playing and like <laughs> 
One time I almost killed myself. I was like Colonel Mustard oh, no. because I was doing the run jump into my car, but it was when I had... <laughs> Your car? Because one of my worst Wasn't fears the is that there will be someone under the car. Do you just like slide oh through God. the window like the Dukes of Hazard, or like how do you? No, do the door is open. But so I don't you want... open the door, walk away, run back, and jump in. I think you're making this something far bigger than I had. It. <laughs> that part in Scream Two must be terrifying. For you. I just open the door, and rather than like putting my feet right next to the the. Okay. <laughs> bottom of the car I just like give a little hop in but I had the Mini Cooper and I hit my head as I was going in and almost knocked myself out Kevin did that with the bunk beds remember I do <laughs> <laughs> flying leap right into the side of a bed <laughs> and now we make fun of him we, we made a lot of poor choices yeah. as children. a lot of head injuries yeah especially involving like the bunk beds and hampers and <laughs> All kinds of situations. Um, yeah. And and I think that villains like Freddy are to blame for my fear of like, what's under the bed? What's going to grab me when I step near the bed? What's what's going to pop out of the closet when I least expect it? What's going to try to make out with me through the phone? Like, <laughs> those are all very realistic fears now fear because of have? Freddy Krueger. What? Is that a fear you have that something's going to try to make out with you through the phone? Only when I watch this movie. That's fair. <laughs> That's why I don't make customer service phone calls anymore. It's just like, I don't know. Because you're afraid of what Comcast might do to you? I I, I don't know how Tammy's feeling today. Or if she's a dream demon. There's no way for me to know. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But I I think that's one of the the beauties of of Freddy Krueger is that he kind of makes you afraid of things you wouldn't otherwise be afraid of. Yeah, no, in the third film of this series, he pulls a kid's veins out and puppeteers him like a marionette. Oh, like you've never seen it. I mean, like I said, I've seen bits and pieces. of Freddie does, some weird, yeah. Yeah, he does shit. some weird fucking shit. I mean, shit. I know he does it usually in a pretty funny way. Like oh, when hilarious. he's like moving the, uh, the primetime bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like when he's moving the bed Welcome of nails my or world, bitch. Boom. It really usually anytime he says the word bitch, you know, you're getting the worst yeah. death in the movie. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much you. You are the babysitter in yeah. Jurassic World. <laughs> you're fucked up. Oh, oh my precious baby. angel okay to grab. Welcome to primetime bitch. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> that was Freddy's appearance no. in Jurassic World. Yeah. Um, but I think that is why Freddy Krueger is such an endearing villain is because he is basically, like you said, the comedian yeah, serial he's the killer. Gesture. Yeah. Everybody loves everybody loves somebody who tells a good joke. And Freddy frequently tells terrible jokes, but it's <laughs> it's Robert England doing his winky like, ha, look at me, I'm crazy Uncle Freddy thing to the camera. So it's you know, <laughs> You laugh anyway. Yeah, Freddie <laughs> did like to break a few uh, fourth walls. Loved it. <laughs> Especially in, obviously, New Nightmare, where Freddie was literally breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's true. I never yeah. thought of it that way. I guess it, it is essentially him, yeah. like, popping out of the movie to kill Heather Langenkamp. Yeah, for those of you who are unaware, the last movie in the series takes place in the real world, wherein the actors from the Nightmare on Elm Street series are fighting Freddie. Yeah. It's the the most meta movie like ever made. <laughs> like <laughs> Freddy kills Wes Craven in New Nightmare. Like it's kind of hilarious. It's like a movie in a movie in, in a, a movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Um I but I will say that is what has endeared me to Freddy is that he is so like funny and I don't want to say witty, but like he really he really gives it his all. Yeah, no. Maximum effort every <laughs> maximum time. Maximum effort from every Freddy single time from Freddy Krueger. Yes. Uh, I think, so just for the sake of us better understanding, we should probably talk a little bit about, like, what this movie is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So essentially the premise of this film is that on this one street in um, Spring, Springwood, Springwood or Springfield, I can't remember now. Isn't I think it's Spring, I think it's Springwood, Illinois. Oh. Um, it might be Springfield. Please write no it and be angry. It's fine. Um, <laughs> which is Elm Street, funnily enough, considering the title. Um, many of the parents were involved in murdering a child predator about 10 years before the events of this film. And his, um, name? And his name was Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. I think it's Jeffrey Epstein. Which Jeffrey would, be, Epstein. Would, be yeah, the, would be the closer corollary. Listen, I have only Freddy didn't one kill himself either. <laughs> <laughs> oh god Red i was Bull. like what oh 
And she just got up. Huh? Who? Uh, what? Yeah. A uh, what? <laughs> oh, God. Um, so the parents kill Freddy Krueger and he becomes a, a dream, dream demon. demon. Yeah. As you do. As one does. But the whole point is that they were kind of banking on everyone forgetting about him because mm-hmm. if everyone forgets about him, then he can't, like, invade their dreams. Yeah. Um, and that is b- the basic premise of this movie leading up to the fact that Nancy remembers dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> How do, I can't... It's been so long since I've seen the movie. How does she... She just starts having the dreams. Like, it's it's one of those things that the, the whole remembering Freddy thing kind of comes in later in the series. Like, that's a big plot point in Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. It's a big plot point in, I believe, um, number three, which is Dream Warriors. Um, but in the first movie, it's just kind of it's just kind of a random thing. He just kind of decides to take his revenge at this exact moment. And Nancy and Tina start having dreams. <laughs> what? And Tina's dreams all go... Uh, that's a, yeah. That's zombies a, with butts. Yes. Zombies <laughs> with butts. <laughs> well, it's optional for zombies. Stuff's falling off. We need to clarify. <clears throat> and then what happens? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize I was recounting the whole film. Okay. No. So um. So she she starts having the dream, and then. Again, I, like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen mm-hmm. it. She brings it up to her father, who is a police officer. Yes, and one of the most useless assholes ever in the history of film. Literally ever. Yes. Only ever f- in the history. <laughs> like only slightly better than Sheriff Brackett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you steal? Yeah. Just a couple knives and some rope and duct tape and, and everyone's address. <laughs> and who would have guessed that that would have been the reference to Halloween in this film? No, but- <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, so she brings it up to her father. Um, her friend Tina is killed, which is the rather famous death rolling around on the ceiling. Rolling killed. around on the ceiling. I, that is one thing I will say. The effects in this movie were, like, innovative. Yeah, no, they actually, they put her in a rotating room. Which is crazy. To yeah, really? no, they were That's spinning it that? around on a gyroscope. So she was she girl. was always pressed up against what was at the time the floor. Yeah. But as they rolled the room around, she would move from the floor to the ceiling to another wall to like, like, like it, yeah. know, this poor actress. But like she did amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, stunt woman, honestly, probably. But like. yeah, who knows? But <clears throat> but the the trick was that the camera stayed stationary. Yes. So it always looked like she was the one mm-hmm. doing this weird oh, yeah. shit on film. Yes. And. That's why, like, you have to love someone like Wes Craven because he took the horror genre and kind of brought real cinematography to it, which people like Wes Craven and John Carpenter. Did I say John Carpenter? Uh, no, you you said Wes Craven, I think, twice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I was like, I, I couldn't remember if I'd said okay. John Craven. John Craven. John Craven. <laughs> oh, no. I've fallen. <laughs> And I can't get up. <laughs> I'm like Tina. <laughs> all of this nonsense all the time about how I'm old. I, know. I just want to point that out. You know, it's funny when you think about it. Tina's problem was that she's fallen and she can't get down. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm... her poor boyfriend is sitting there just screaming. <laughs> doesn't ah. know what the fuck to do. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Um, I think it's Rod. Oh, Rod? I don't yeah. like that. I mean, no. Can we, ch- is it too late to change? No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get uh, Steve. Steve on the phone. We need a Steve. Uh, wait, was No, Nancy's boyfriend's name is Glenn. I had a moment where I had a Glenn. panic yeah. attack where I'm like, wait, is, is Nancy's boyfriend named Steve? Because it can't be Steve. No, no, that's Casey no, no. Becker's boyfriend. It's like Casey Becker's boyfriend <laughs> yeah. is Steve. Uh, Nancy's boyfriend was Glenn yes. Coco. <laughs> you go Glenn Coco right through the bed you go Glenn Coco yes. bye <laughs> uh, geyser of blood <laughs> oh. <laughs> which was done with a strangely similar technique to Tina's death it was um, they flipped the room upside down and poured blood through the hole was it really how they did it yeah basically yeah mm. that's pretty cool Wes Craven really likes turning rooms upside down. He's a big fan of that Especially trick. in Freddy's world. Yeah, Freddy likes to do that. Freddy does love an upside down room. He really does. Um, what do you think it is about Freddy that has re- re- resonated. resonated so well with audiences? I mean, I think it's kind of what we've been talking about. The fact that he's 
kind of weirdly charming <laughs> in that sort of like, oh, he's making me laugh, like, endearing. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it's like the first time we see Freddy is in is in Tina's dream, actually. The first the first dream we see is Tina's. And when he's standing in the alleyway and he has his big Adina Menzel let it go moment and his arms stretch out. And it's, it's really creepy imagery. And, and it's just he can do things that no other slasher can. So like the the possibilities are endless so no matter what like when you go to see a friday the 13th movie like the kills are going to be similar at least in friday yeah. the 13th 2 and 3 and 4 and so on and so on with freddy you can do something completely new every movie and it doesn't mess with the continuity it's kind of enhances the continuity and it's what it's what freddy does it's like it's Jason always has that one really weird kill in every movie, like when he smashes a girl's face into liquid nitrogen and then onto the counter. Yeah. Like, oh that's Freddy's every move. Like, like every, every move is liquid nitrogen for Freddy. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> and it's also, it's things like, again, everybody has bad dreams and everyone knows how, like, surreal bad dreams can get. Like, one of my favorite scenes in this movie doesn't actually have a kill in it. It's... When Nancy falls asleep in class with Lynn, oh, yeah, with Lynn yeah. Shea as, as the, the teacher, teacher, by the I way, <laughs> Elise Rainier making an early appearance, <laughs> but, um, and she looks up and sees Tina in the body bag. It is the sc- yeah. and the la- she like well she goes out away. of the room yeah no yeah. but she runs into the obnoxious little hall monitor who's wearing Freddie's sweater and then turns out no running in the halls bullshit <laughs> but then she turns and her her best friend is standing there in a body bag yeah with like bugs coming out of her mouth and shit and then gets dragged down the hallway leaving a streak of blood yeah like that's not a thing that happens in a jason movie it's not a thing that happens in a michael myers movie this is only something that can happen in a freddie movie it's the surrealism and that's what's so scary is that you're like well, where does the dream end and where does reality begin? And it's something and it's that I think tell. a lot of people like that is terrifying. It's like if you have ever <laughs> uh, had a dinner that consisted of the devil's lettuce, <laughs> <laughs> you have probably had that moment if where you're, you're like, aware what this is. Google will wait. <laughs> You've probably had that moment where, like, you've gotten a little paranoid because you're like, oh, I don't really understand. Like, I don't know how to process, like, what Mm. is happening around me. I don't know what I'm just imagining and what, uh, like, it's like when you, when you're like, time is traveling too fast. And it's like, obviously it is not. I can, you know, I can feel time moving. (laughs) I can smell color. Like, like that kind of, like, like (laughs) yeah, that kind of stuff. And I think that. And the same way it makes you paranoid and panic is the the is what's essentially happening in fr- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street yes. is that you're experiencing this surrealism and you're like, oh, this isn't right. Something is very wrong. Oh, no, it's too late. Yeah, pretty much by the time, basically with Freddy, by the time you figure out that something's wrong, it's already too late. Yeah. Like you're already fucked by the time. You, by the ti- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kelly. Um, <laughs> poor Kelly. Did that freak you out? What? They got your nose thing? Yeah. Just, uh, not really, honestly. Like, it's it was hard to grow. Like, that's the thing about Freddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but, like, that was always the thing about Freddy that I didn't always love was that he's, like, super gross. And, like, it's the same reason why I have an issue with, like, Saw and even, like, Hostel. Like, I just, especially after I got older and I was just, like, very attached to my to body, your body parts. <laughs> You know, I was like, oh, God. And you realize that they so could hard. ostensibly leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just very, like, hard to watch. And he's just, like, he's very physical. He was, like, it was, like, what was the first zombie movie where they started running? Oh, that was uh, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, yeah, yeah. That's Freddy for me with, like, serial killers. Because when I was little, I saw, like, Halloween. Mm. Um, what else? Friday, uh, Friday the 13th. 13th. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, and they just, like, you know, they kind of walked everywhere briskly. They were, like, little mall walkers. <laughs> and just they, getting their laps yeah, in yeah they got their little sneakers on and then like um, they're all wearing new balance killing yeah. teenagers yeah, it's exactly. healthy, it passes the time and it's a great way to stay in shape right <laughs> and, but then freddie they showed up they were just up. doing cardio yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then freddie showed up and he's like running around he's like coming out of things he's a shadow he's doing like all this crap like yeah, yeah ooh, you know what also like really got me about freddie is the dragging the knives on things it's yeah like, right. it makes me like nauseous to think <laughs> of really likes that like Especially like in the boiler room when he's yeah. doing it like real slow on the metal, and it's like he's oh, like man. Teddy in the deepening. Yeah, 
mean, I can't do it. I can't do it. Am I doing it right? Am yeah. I doing it right? I don't have nails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's like one of the first ones to really like kind of like fuck with them, right? Because like Jason and Michael seem like they're pretty much like on a mission, <laughs> you know? But you know, like, Freddy, Freddy definitely plays head games. Yeah, Freddy really enjoys yeah. messing with them. Like to the point where he will, even though he could totally kill them in the moment, will let them go occasionally yeah. to come back and do it again. I mean, I guess you could argue that uh, what's his name from Black Christmas kind of played games with people. Billy a little bit, but I feel like he doesn't have as much control over it as Freddy does. Yeah, I, well, I don't think anyone's like going to have as much control. His is as more does. compulsive. Freddy yeah. is making a choice. Yeah, like if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, Freddy is definitely going out of his way to make choices uh, to <laughs> fuck with people. <laughs> Freddy's actually Tatiana, just choices, <laughs> choices. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I'm just picturing Freddie dresses Tatiana being like, I see you, you see me at the party. Like, what is that? What is it? You same see parts. Yeah, the same parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh goodness. goodness. But it like we were saying before, I think that that's part of what makes Freddie scary. And it actually stems from like if you look at where Freddie came from. It all makes sense because it's kind of a combination of a few different things. It's Wes Craven having read an article about kids who were afraid to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then the image of Freddy. Did you know that the the image of where the image of Freddy came from? Um, I should because I I've watched the Nightmare on Elm Street documentary, but no, I don't. Um, basically, when he was a little kid, he saw someone outside his house. Mm-hmm wearing like a fedora and a sweater mm-hmm. and it like totally like wigged him out and it like because the person was there like at night when they weren't supposed to be mm-hmm. and they were like not moving outside of his house like just kind of like <laughs> standing outside creepy and eventually they went away but it was like that image is kind of where mm-hmm. freddie came from and i don't know how it became the red and green christmas sweater maybe he just hates christmas but uh <laughs> I uh, that is kind of something because I think we've all had those like weird visuals from our childhood that stick with us. Yeah. Like mm. I'm sure that you have some. No. Not really. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like not like that. I don't know. You I don't feel like this is a universal experience, Bob? No. <laughs> no, no, never no. felt it. <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> you don't have like one image from your childhood that like creeped you out. I mean, yeah, but it was more like places. It wasn't like a person. What do you mean? Like, um, like I don't know. Like, when we lived in New Providence, not the not the White House, <laughs> the yellow one. Um, yeah, the, the basement. No, no, no. Well, the base looking down into the basement was creepy as hell. It was very creepy. But more like even just like because we used to play in the woods that were behind that house. Mm. Something about like and there was like that little swamp off to the right where we like <laughs> joked that the Candyman lived. You know, you know what's so weird? Yeah. I was just about to bring, I was like, that is my, that is my creepy That's my creepy place. Is that (laughs) one day I was out in the, I was out in the woods and I was near the like marsh or the, Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck that was. Sinkhole. And (laughs) I saw someone back there Mm -hmm. and they were dressed in like dark clothing and they, they like turned and saw me and like. Like, I made eye contact with them, and they looked, like, very intense. And I ran. Like, I was mm-hmm. so scared. I ran back to the house. Mm-hmm. And I got to the the side door that we always went in and out. I got to the stairs, and I was so scared. Like, I couldn't move. Like, I couldn't move my legs. And that's oh, the visual that, like, I have that I was like, oh, that's my creepy visual from my childhood. <laughs> that's terrifying. You don't have anything like that? Um. Not really, no. I mean, it's like I said, it's mostly places. I never really ran into creepy people. Hmm. I was a fat kid, so I wasn't really high on anybody's list of like wanting to abduct. Oh, <laughs> Nobody likes. Yeah, me. no, Everybody I wasn't. Hates I wasn't me. some pretty little kid, like some kid model. No, <laughs> they just drove past me. <laughs> Do you have one? Um, I decline. <laughs> <laughs> I declare. I declare. I, I decline. decline. Yes. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I definitely have. Like, I remember vividly that experience and it's something that like if i was gonna write a horror movie that would i would certainly use that imagery oh yeah yeah you know 
And that's why I think that's why I like Wes Craven so much. He's very good at tone and he's very good at like using imagery to convey feelings and emotions and and the horror of it all, you know? Yes. No, um particularly one of my favorite sequences in this movie is it, during the final confrontation at one point Nancy's running up the stairs and you know how sometimes when you're running away from stuff in bad dreams you feel like your your legs are moving and you're not going anywhere well her feet actually go through the planks of the stairs mm-hmm. and there's like glue in there yeah kind of thing and it's like it takes you about 0.3 seconds to understand completely how Nancy is feeling in that mm-hmm. moment yeah <laughs> like it takes you no time at all and like how do you put a visual component to that feeling that you have in a bad dream on film. And Wes Craven does that perfectly kind of throughout the entire movie is every time something happens in sort of the dream world, you can immediately think, Oh, that's happened to me in this dream. This is what that is. Mm -hmm. Unless you're one of those very lucky bastards who doesn't have bad dreams that much. Like Bob. (laughs) I have bad dreams. But my when I have a bad dream, I have weird dreams. I have stupid dreams. Like I had a dream (laughs) once when I was like twelve or thirteen. And sorry for the drinking game here. It's scream again. I had a dream (laughs) where I was basically like in one of those situations where it was like me and Ghostface, but there was like an island in a kitchen, and we were just kind of like running around it because you can't get to me. Yeah, like it was. It was like a good half an hour in the dream kind of thing. Like I always have (laughs) stupid, weird dreams like that. Like, I remember I had, I had a very vivid nightmare when I was a kid, two of them. One where I was, like, up in this tower and I could hear Dracula coming up the steps because I was terrified of vampires, <laughs> as you are as a child. And then I also had another one where I was walking down this, like, very dark path, like, in woods. And I, I know I'm, like, walking towards something bad. I never get there. And I don't know why. And I always wake up before that. I don't know what it was. But it was terrifying. And I would ha- it was a recurring one. I would have it every now and then. You haven't like fucking Harry Potter Department of Mystery Dreams. Like, where are you, I, I where feel are you like trying it, to go. I always have weird <laughs> dreams, though. I get, do, do you still to this day? Oh my god, all the time. You would. Think. What would be your like? Like, this is the dream that if it if it if I if I actually found myself in it, like, oh fuck, I'm done. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because it's hard because I always like I have like really weird dreams and I remember bits of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know. What's like the weirdest one I had recently? I had one with you guys in it, and I can't remember what it was. Did we all die? No. I, thank, <laughs> thankfully, I don't have a lot of Kevin's dreams. having dreams. Kevin all hung on hooks we in were, a butcher's thing. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> when we were kids, Kevin's big thing was he used to have a lot of nightmares where we all died. But uh, but that's I what know, I'm saying. Like these are all legitimate. <laughs> Everyone has that like weird fear, and the the scary thing about Freddie is that he he plays into it. Yeah, I don't want to know what Kevin's nightmare would look like in one of these movies it would probably be pretty bad being surrounded by moms on a boardwalk i guess <laughs> i always envisioned it was like that scene in practical magic where they're trying to get like what's his face out of nicole kidman and it's like the group, you know what i'm talking about <laughs> that sounded really bad no. okay i was gonna say i was gonna be like hey, hey stop it <laughs> Just the a bunch of housewives going like, okay, cut it, cut Jimmy, it out, cut right? it out, cut Jimmy? it out. Is it Jimmy? Yeah, Isn't his name it Jimmy? It is Jimmy, yeah. Oh, well, you know what I'm But he's about. a ghost and he has possessed Nicole. Yes, Kidman. he's not, not in <laughs> Nicole Kidman, so to speak. <laughs> not the adult version of the He's name. not in her proscenium. <laughs> Jimmy. Not right now. <laughs> Stop that, Jimmy. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, right in front of my salad. <laughs> Yeah, so that <laughs> I was like, how far off the topic yeah, have we right, gone? That's my fault. I tried to bring us back. We somebody were... get the map. We're turning this car okay. around. <laughs> I will turn this episode around so fucking fast, God except willing. not fast at all. Not fast at all. We're no. gonna, we're still trudging our feet back yeah, to the well. path. Um, I I will say that Nancy is probably the saving grace of this movie in in a lot of ways, but she's also. <laughs> Uh, kind of a strange final girl, would, wouldn't you say? I mean, she's a strange final girl in that essentially she has the weirdest setup. Like, like it's yeah, it's hard sometimes to apply slasher tropes to Freddy at all. So trying to apply well, final he's girl, kind to her, of not a slasher. He's not really. He's he's more supernatural. So like a lot of the tropes that apply in slasher movies then have to get merged with tropes from haunting movies and tropes from possession movies. And it 
possession. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, procession movies. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone turns their blinkers on. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Hazards, yeah. No. Uh, um, but yeah, no, Nancy is kind of an odd final girl because Freddy's an odd slasher, essentially. Yeah. And I will give, her, like, to her credit, Nancy is a smart final girl. She's very smart. And honestly, Nancy is actually one of my favorite final girls. Really? Um, yeah, no, I. I love Nancy. I love Heather Langenkamp, which is mm-hmm. which is a big part of it. But um, I think that just Nancy is in a position where she can't run away. Not really. Yeah. She can't fight till she figures out how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she's basically in a no win situation till like the last third of this movie. Like every other final girl, there's always their signs. It's always, you know, turn back, go back. Like you should know that something bad is about to happen. Yeah. You know, like, Hey, none of your friends are around and they were all here 10 minutes ago. Red flag, red flag. <laughs> Pinch yourself, <laughs> like, Nancy. Nancy knows from minute one that something's wrong and no one's listening to her and she can't do anything about it. Yeah. So like, I think that, you know, she's a bit more sort of Cassandra princess of Troy than she is, you know, Sydney <laughs> Prescott. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I, I will agree with that. I think part of... I like Nancy, but I think sometimes the way the character... I don't know if it's the way the character is written or if it's the way that she's acted. Sometimes she gets a little like... She can be a little over the top. Over the top. That's exactly the words I would use. No, that's fair. Is over the top. And and, and I like But to be fair, look at the man opposite her. And I'm not talking (laughs) about Johnny Depp. (laughs) Like, I love Robert England, but he is a fucking ham. My God. (laughs) He's like Jerry Lewis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If Jerry Lewis had knives for fingers. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I will give her that. That you got to have somebody who can stand up to. Yeah. And that's a tall order. To stand up to Robert England. I mean, Freddie in general, but yeah. but especially Robert England. Um, do you think that Nancy is an underrated screen queen? I do think that she's underrated. <laughs> <laughs> it says underrated on the outline. That's why she sounds so smug. No, I, I think that, that Heather Langenkamp tends to get left out of discussions about, again, like Sidney Prescott, Laurie Strode, like... It is she, funny she, she how often she's kind of forgotten. Which I think yeah. is unfair. Yeah, it, I think you make a good point. And she is often forgotten, but I couldn't say why. I mean, I think it's because, spoiler alert, she dies in part three. Yeah. Uh, I, I think yeah. that's why. She's only in two movies and she does die in the second one. And then she comes back as Heather Langenkamp, not Nancy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <clears throat> no, I, I think it's because Freddie kills her. But she is a sacrifice. It's It's not a... You know, it's not sort of he doesn't just catch up with her like it's not it's not Halloween resurrection. Yeah. You know, it's she makes a conscious choice to let him do it to save somebody else. Yeah. So it's I I think in terms of sort of narrative, I th- I think that Nancy belongs right up there with Sydney and Laurie. Like I'm not really 100 percent sure that it's just because she dies. But I would I would love to know other people's opinions as to why they don't think that she belongs there. Because I think she absolutely does. I mean, I agree with you. And I think it's actually interesting when you think about a movie like Friday the 13th, where the final girl... Name one. Yeah. Possibly (laughs) dies at the end of the first movie. Yeah, or at the beginning of the second one. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I I forgot about that scene in the second one. (laughs) Cat, out of cabinet. (laughs) Ah. The first thing Jason ever does is throw a cat on screen. It's just... <laughs> just, nothing makes him happier than doing it. <laughs> Throwing cats. <laughs> Throwing cats. Fuck this cat. Fuck yeah. that cat. <laughs> well, he doesn't like pussy. There's a reason he's killing all oh, the cats. Oh no. It, are you arguing that Jason is a homosexual? No, I'm just saying he doesn't like pussy. I didn't say he liked dick either. I'm just saying he doesn't like pussy. He doesn't like anything. No. <laughs> no. Speaking of throwing cats, oh, I think that Nightmare is pretty much known for its iconic kills <laughs> almost more than anything else in, in yeah. some might argue uh do you have a favorite death in the first one mm-hmm. um i think i have to go with tina tina yeah I, th- I think tina's death is is the worst if for no other reason than it's a it's the first time you see freddy sort of in action so to speak yeah mm-hmm. um and b it's just it's really it's beautifully shot and it's it's jarring to watch 
her kind of roll around on the ceiling and, yeah. and like it almost honestly what it reminds me of and i know i've talked about this a hundred times it reminds me of chrissy Watkins. i think it has a similar feel to it because you can't see what's happening to her until the blood and the scratches start to show up yeah. so it feels like the beginning of jaws a little bit mm-hmm. where it's that kind of like you're not really sure what's happening and then all of a sudden there's blood <laughs> yeah know? then like, everything has gone wrong yeah then <laughs> everything is wrong yeah <laughs> oh this is terrible yeah, no, and um, it got sold for all it was worth, and I, I, I think it's, I think it might honestly, it might be one of my favorites in the series. I don't know if it's my absolute favorite in the series, but I think it's definitely up there in the top three. I mean, it's definitely, it's so jarring because up until that point, you have no frame of reference for what Freddie no. can do, and then, I mean, he hits a home run on the first yeah. shot, <laughs> first at bat, first pitch, right out of the park. Do you have a favorite in movie one? Oh, see, mine isn't in movie one because it's like there's one kill for some reason that just sticks in my mind. I don't know which movie it is, but it's the one where the guy is like falling out of the sky and he is sitting there moving the like bed of nails around. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I know the one you're talking Thank about. Thank you. I was like, oh God, maybe I made this up. <laughs> I think um, that is I think that is actually also Dream Warriors. I think that's is that Dream Warriors. Yeah. I don't know. Wow, you really didn't like Dream Warriors. <laughs> Or you maybe you really did like Dream I, Warriors. I don't. It's just so weird because it's like with Nightmare. Um, it's like it's almost like I've I've like I've forgotten. Like, <laughs> I've been made to forget. Um, no, but that one for some reason just always stuck in my mind just because I thought it was so funny, but also really like super like I I don't know. It just like hit a place in me that I was like, oh god, the concept of first of all falling in and of itself <laughs> is terrifying. I know. But then seeing him like down there looking like Looney Tunes trying yeah, to like, like aim, and like line it up. Like, so you land on and you hear the like crashing planes on the like, like yeah. yeah, and he's like, yeah, like Marvin the Martian down there. Yeah. I will say in the first one, my favorite death is probably Johnny Depp. I mean, that's fair. It's it's a good death. That is. I mean, it's horrifying. He's yeah. literally just laying there, <laughs> which is something I do yeah. very often. <laughs> and then Watching everything goes America. wrong. Yeah. For really like a, no reason like at all. Like a red-blooded American boy. <laughs> I still love that his mom walks in. She goes, what are you doing? I'm watching Miss Nude America. And he has like his headphones on. She's like, well, don't you want to hear what she has to say? And he's like, who cares? And then his mom (laughs) just walks out. And I'm like, his mother just walked in on her teenage son, essentially watching porn. Porn. Yeah. And was like, okay, honey, have a good night. Kissed him on the forehead and walked out. (laughs) Like, like, the fuck? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. And then he dies. Yeah, then he goes. Yeah. And then uh, Freddie is Nancy's boyfriend. Yes. Freddie is Nancy's <laughs> boyfriend now. <laughs> I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. creeps me out. I know. That is probably, I will say that is the There's creepiest also, moment. There's also later on, it's the wanna suck face thing. Like, when he's what? he's like on top of her and like he he he's like wanna suck face and like basically just puts his like whole mouth over her head. Oh god. It's, just, it's so gross. I do no, not like, remember like, this. Little Freddie's a pedo. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but like the whole thing with him is just he just feels so gross. Just every time he opens his mouth in the first one anyway, it just if it's so gross and it's so disgusting and it just it just feels like so icky the entire time. Yeah. And then two shows up and he's, you know, he's chuckles the clown. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of the beauty of Freddy is that yeah. he kind of toes this line of like, I'm terrifying, I'm your best friend because yeah. I'm so fucking funny. Um, well, he's the audience's best friend, no doubt. It's, but that's the thing about Freddie. He he is the audience loves him because we're like, oh, this guy is fucking hysterical yeah, and fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you wrote here that this is the only serious nightmare movie. Do you stand by that? I am going to stand by that because, like, first of all, again. Like, like I just said, sort of the, the sequels, you know, Freddy gets a little goofy. You know? Yeah, he does. You know, he, gets, he gets a little Bugs Bunny in, <laughs> in, in the follow-ups. I mean, it's not the only one that I think is meant to be serious. I would argue New Nightmare is definitely meant to be serious. Oh, absolutely. But by that point, like, even in that movie, you have Robert England as Robert England being funny. <laughs> and not that there's no room for funny and horror. We've talked about many times that we prefer it that way. But this is kind of the only movie in the franchise where I can take Freddy seriously. Like, where I think he's scary. Because yeah. everything else is just kind of tinted by the, you know, welcome to primetime, bitch. <laughs> you know? But part of me wonders if that was kind of an in, an intention of the production. 
when it went in that direction, it's like, well, we've kind of stumbled upon this new vein of horror, which is kind of like, it's not even like comedy horror. It's horror comedy in that it's, it's fully intended to be a horror movie, Mm -hmm. but you have this like, Wise cracking, yeah, wise yeah. cracking serial murderer, and I, I, I kind of like that about Freddie. I think it, it's interesting to me at least because you, you wrote here. Does it lend itself to the longevity of the, the series? And I think it does because it sets him apart from every other killer, at least in the eighties. You I'm, know, I mean, I do want to make clear. I don't dislike Uncle Chuckles, Freddie. I love <laughs> like 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 I love Freddy Krueger and I I love Freddy Krueger more you know three through five than I do in one and two usually, but I do think that he is it has he is at his most frightening, and most lethal in movie one. Everything after that, like I don't feel threatened by Freddy, in the other movies. I know that the characters are, but I as an audience member am not afraid of him. Hmm. So that's kind of I mean I that's fair. That's fair. I, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Bob? I, was gonna say, I just like that he has a personality. <laughs> like, because, like, I mean, for, like, more like a casual viewer of horror movies, like, you immediately mm-hmm. go to, like, Jason, Michael Myers. I mean, but, like, Freddy, he pops up, like, right with that group. And he's, like, the only one with, like, a true personality. Yeah, Freddy was definitely, like... The yeah. the grandfather of Ghostface, and not just like a psycho person. I mean, granted, it's a psycho personality, but like he's fun. Like he tries to have fun with it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he really enjoys yeah, his work. Yeah, yeah. He's really yeah. trying to like make you laugh at the same time. <laughs> so, like, he's putting a lot of effort in. So it's like he's trying so hard. Because yeah, like Maximum other ones, effort, like Freddy Chucky, Chucky, Chucky has a personality, but Chucky's just kind of like I. Well, not funny. I'm sure we'll talk about it at some yeah, point. Chucky is not my favorite. We'll get to Child's Play. And like, um, I'm trying to think of like who else, even like the big ones. <laughs> the leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He Hit him with the car door. Yeah. Boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like he's the only one with like a true personality that's like really thought out, and he's really funny, and like, I I liked that for Freddie, and I'm glad they kind of ran with it. Yeah, I'm. I agree with that. I and it's like I, I was saying before. He is kind of like the predecessor to Ghostface. Yeah, you started bit, yeah. to see these these. <laughs> Somebody really appreciated their own work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Wes Craven likes that about himself. Yeah, yeah. he definitely does. Um, you, you, I think Freddie was the first time you saw these like horror icons really having personality because up until that point, it's like you said, there was Michael Myers who was a blank slate. Mm -hmm. There was Jason who had a good backstory but did not have a lot of personality. Mrs. Um, Voorhees had a lot more personality than Jason did. Yeah, even, uh, what's his name, Uh, Leatherface. Not a lot of, I would would argue... Leatherface is definitely more emotive. Then, yeah, yeah, but yeah. not a lot but, of personality. But it's mostly just with just other like, people's faces. <laughs> Put on a happy face. It's mostly face. just like <laughs> groaning and like running around with a chainsaw. Like, you know, I still can't watch that movie because of the um, the end of that when he stomps her head. I can't. Oh yeah. Like I really, I I can't watch it because of that. It freaks you out that bad. Between the crunch and the feeling bad for her and like just like <laughs> like oh my god, I can't. I'm like somebody save this poor girl. Anybody please just come in and save yeah, this poor girl. Like I feel so something. bad for her. <laughs> we actually haven't done Texas Chainsaw yet, so we'll oh, we'll sorry. bring you back for that. Yeah, one. We'll, spoiler. One day. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one day we'll bring you we'll bring you back for Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Um so we are approaching the mm-hmm. end of the, the the cul-de-sac on Elm yes. Street. <laughs> but before we go, we have a little game to play. Yeah. Would you like to describe the game? Um, sure. I have to admit, I had sort of designed this for two people because we did oh, not sorry. know Bob would be joining us tonight. Though we are very happy to have him. So I think what the way we're going to do this is we're going like go to go in a circle. We can either go in a circle or we can have both of the other people answer. Oh, I'm so fine with that. Yeah, let's do. do I, think, I think let's do It'll both. Let's do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so basically. What we're going to do is we're going to go each of us in turn. And the question to the other two people is, if you were Freddy Krueger and you had to try to kill me in a dream, what form would you take to do it? So this is sort of an exercise in knowing what scares the other two people. I think I've already admitted. 
<laughs> it can also just be funny. You can also do that. Wait, I'm feeling stupid. I don't get it. So <laughs> okay, so like if you were Freddy, like let's I well, we'll do Kruger, me first, and okay. we'll, we'll that way you have a practice round in. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, so if you were Freddy Krueger and you were up against me in a dream, what form would you take to try to kill me? Oh, I mean that's pretty easy, right? Like who wants to go first? <laughs> you can go first. I mean, I would like the wolf from. From my recurring nightmare, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry if that's a little too real, sorry. Okay. No, it's fine. I know exactly how I would kill you. How, how is that, Pissy? I would create a salad bar. <laughs> and you would walk up to the salad bar. And uh, there would be peppers and broccoli and cauliflower and onions. Do you think I'm scared of vegetables? And you would put all of them on your plate and you would take a big bite and then you would realize that it wasn't onions. It was coconut. It was coconuts. Nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum effort, A+. Plus. I felt like being For those of you creative. just joining us, I am allergic to coconut. I was going to say, as a vegetarian, I was like, this sounds like a great dream. I was going to say, I'm like, I'm the one who made you broccoli and cauliflower for right. dinner. Like, you know I'm not scared of veggies. Like, it's fine. But you are afraid of coconut. I am afraid Veggie of Veggie Tales is a horror movie we'll be doing later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who wants to go next? You okay? How would you kill me if you were Freddy? This is gonna be really funny. I know it. Do you remember that card game you used to play with yourself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would um, probably send playing cards at you, like throwing knives, okay. and like just cut you into a million little pieces. My um, God! What? Thanks. It's, I'm paper. Freddy Krueger. I'm not me. You just vicious paper cuts, really? Yes, death of a thousand cuts. It's a bad thing. I. Would force you to read very difficult monologues <laughs> <laughs> until they, eventually you just had an aneurysm. And do died. people understand the premise of this? <laughs> Bob has, Bob some has trouble a speech sometimes. impediment in that he I can't do it. I do not do have it. a speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> Bob has trouble with multisyllable words sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I just, I don't know. My brain and my mouth do not sync up. <laughs> and I combine words. I leave words out. <laughs> there are some notable ones. Yeah. Yes. Fabuland. Fabuland. Yes. Uh, That's Stupid. Stupid. It's really fun to yeah. call somebody stupid, but call them stupid. That's a great one. <laughs> Trampolines. Trample. Yes. Okay. In all fairness. Okay. First of all, that one was not me alone. My friend also thought the same thing. And it was because we saw a sign on Route 22. And what did the sign say, Bob? It said trampolines. But, <laughs> but we both did the same thing and had like a discussion, which is even more embarrassing. Because um, I was like, trampolines. And she saw it too. And she was like, yeah, what is that? There was a space in between the O Bob's and the Bob's going L. down, but he's taking her with him. <laughs> No, 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 because she felt the same. We both agreed. We were like, what the fuck is that? And like, I, I, this is so embarrassing. I was like, is it like a bus company? Like, I had no, I had no idea. It's a bus company yeah, for prostitutes. In all fairness, I was the one of the two of us to be like, oh, holy shit, it's trampolines. Like, <laughs> and then oh, we, no. we did laugh oh, about it. Podiatrist. Podiatrist was, yeah, was a good one. Podiatrist was a good one, too. <laughs> All right. So How would you kill me? I mean, easy. Just the fridge is always empty. It's <laughs> <laughs> my worst fear. <laughs> Where there's like only healthy food. Like, it's just I'd like, starve. I'd, yeah. <laughs> I think I would put a Krispy Kreme truck in front of you and make you chase it off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> You're apparently also a dog. Wow. <laughs> like the dumbest person you've ever met. Well, it's met. a dream. I can just pull the ground out from under you. He's basically oh, Wiley Coyote. Mm -hmm. All right, I'll give you that. I'm surprised no one went, went for sharks. I was trying to be nice to you. <laughs> so we called you fat and stupid. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. <laughs> You're fat and you ran off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. That is our... Nightmare on Elm Street game. I hope you enjoyed this entire episode. And please, if there's a favorite part of the movie that we missed, feel free to write in and uh, we will ignore it. So <laughs> Not at all. Please write in. <laughs> 
Also, if you have a favorite Freddy kill or a favorite Freddy line, yeah, we'd love to. Please tweet it. at us. We love that. Mm. We, we love tweet tweeting. Back. I hardly ever do it, but I do enjoy it when I do. <laughs> so that's it, kids. Until next time, stay spoopy and remember. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from A Nightmare on Elm Street, distributed by New Line Cinema, 1984. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barber Duel Productions. Barbara.